0: This is Quit, a podcast about change, the challenges of improving your career, making tough decisions, and starting something awesome. My name is Dan Benjamin. Today is Friday, July 8th, 2016. This is our 97th episode. Hi, Hattie. Welcome to the show. Hi. How are you doing?
1: Good. How are you doing?
0: Good. Yeah, I think we should open these blinds.
1: Yes, well... You think just to, close, to wake
0: me up, yeah to wake you up we have to close these b also because I can't reach any of the controls for any of them, otherwise I would we have to close these blinds because our neighbor uh just i think just because he he doesn't like the fact that uh there is anyone else on this floor, yeah he sets the temperature, I think he leaves and then messes with it, so like or when like, he leaves, he'll bump it up to a hundred degrees. And it gets so hot in here and we does. have to fight it.
1: I'll come in sometime in the morning and you'll just be in shorts. I'm like, oh, you're in shorts today? <laughs> like workout shorts? I'm, <laughs> so like, I'm in
0: oh, here gosh. just sweating in the office. It's horrible. Beyond my control. But uh, I have a handful of really great emails here that were I promised we were going to go through. So that's uh, coming up. That's up ahead. I also have a few links to talk about. A couple that Hattie found. Yep. A poem Hattie would like to read.
1: Oh, I'm reading the poem? Yeah. Do you put these in the, in the show they notes? They are
0: in the show notes. Oh, yeah. Show notes will be at 5by5.tv five five slash quit slash 97. First thing I wanted to talk about, though, before we jump into that stuff, there's two websites that I have made a commitment to start using. Okay. Not because I want to, <laughs> but because I see these things as a necessary...
1: A necessary evil? A necessary
0: evil. And uh, it's taken me a very long time, and I've been very, very resistant to this.
1: To both. I already know.
0: But I will give you an example of things that I think of as necessary evil. Necessary evils. Here in Texas, owning a car is a necessary evil. I believe that cars are, they're harmful for the most part to the environment. They're dangerous when you really think about it. But, because of all the choices that I've made in my life that have led me here to Texas, to Austin, Texas, which is a lovely place to live, I have also put myself in a situation that necessitates car ownership. I'm not happy about that. I'm not proud of that. But here we are, me with a car. And I've accepted it as necessary evil. But within the context of that, I do my very best. I try to drive responsibly. I don't text and drive when the car is in motion. I pay close attention. I take the chance of seeming rude when a passenger is speaking to me by never looking at them. I keep my eyes on the road all the time.
1: Providing the safety.
0: Yes. And so I do everything I can within that context of necessary evil in order to get by. And we do our best. We do the best we can. So now I'm going to lead up to these two websites that I also consider to be now necessary evils. The first one is LinkedIn. And for people who have never been to LinkedIn, I I imagine somebody has never been There's Somebody listening right now.
1: Probably a lot of people who
0: has never been on LinkedIn.
1: And that don't get that LinkedIn meme that goes around. That's like, I would like to add you to my LinkedIn network or whatever. Right.
0: I'm sure you've got that. I'm sure even people who aren't LinkedIn members have at least seen that email. <laughs> and if there's some of you who haven't seen that email, this is an email that that you will get from a colleague that looks initially like a friend or colleague has sent you a personal email, but in fact, it's kind of like a chain letter in a way.
1: Yeah.
0: Or it becomes one where the sender of the email is actually the LinkedIn the. The singularity, the single intelligence, the artificial intelligence of LinkedIn that has figured out that you're not on LinkedIn, at least not with that email account, and you damn well need to be. And we're gonna we're gonna solicit the heck out of you as if we were your friends. And so I'll get an email from Hattie. And I'll say, Join my network on LinkedIn. Oh. <laughs> I'm on LinkedIn, the best place in the world to network with other people, and you should be too. Just click this link and we'll automatically... And so basically, when LinkedIn first came out many years ago, it was really a place that was kind of designed for networking and networking for people who I think initially had sort of met each other but wanted to learn more about each other, and then... It kind of grew into a true standalone social network that people use to chat with each other. They, they use it to...
1: Keep up to date with each
0: other. Yeah, but here's the interesting thing is that it's grown in such popularity that for a lot of people, LinkedIn is how they communicate. They can send LinkedIn mail. Right now, there's a little tab up here, uh, up on the right-hand side of it, next to my little avatar. I'll get to avatars in a minute and when you hover it it is the it is the icon of a of a a silhouette man the uh-huh. generic term for user with a little plus next to his neck and if you hover over the man it says, "Grow my network" because ooh. that's the point of LinkedIn. Right, it's, the point it's of not LinkedIn. Not adding
1: friends. That's not what you're doing. No,
0: you want to grow your network so that you are forget six you're degrees networking. of separation. You want to be one, maybe two right. degrees and of do separation. You, do you
1: ever see when you click on somebody, you're like, "Oh," and it shows you like the, how far removed you are from that mm-hmm, person. Mm-hmm. Like, ooh, this person you're friends with this person. Oh, I'm sorry, connected mm-hmm. with this person and their friends too, and so you're only three away from you know. Matt Damon or something. Grow
0: my network. So it says right there, pending invitations, ninety-six. So I have ninety-six pending invitations. These are people who have recently reached out to me because they feel that we should be friends. We should be LinkedIn contacts. Now
1: but the nice thing is is that you have to like know their email. Like you can make it to where you have to know their email in order to like Add them as a person, so like you can't right. go and like add you know Tim Cook or I'm sure well you I could try to
0: add Tim cook, and i I would probably have to get to him through a connection. He probably would not, he would probably ignore it, but what's interesting is that <laughs> the the people on here, clearly many of them are probably listeners, perhaps even listening right now. I won't call anybody out, but here's someone who's a podcaster, uh-huh he's wearing a white shirt and a blue tie, very conservative haircut. I've never met this person in my whole life, but he's a podcaster. It says he's a writer and a podcaster and a producer. There's somebody else who is a staff engineer. That usually means they're a recruiter, and that's right. where I'm going with this. Uh, there's another one right over here. He, this this guy over here is a media strategist and digital marketer, and there are a lot of these kinds of people On LinkedIn, a lot of this is focused at marketing and getting a job, getting a job or marketing a service. I have tons of in mail, which is LinkedIn's own email system. I have a lot of in mail from people who want to be on this show, to be on other shows, to solicit in one way or another, to see if the main thing is, do we want to hire anybody or do I want a job? Usually the jobs are like we need someone with one year of JavaScript experience, right? Uh, so it's not you know. But there are actually really interesting things that go on on LinkedIn. They have started to pay people to write articles, and now there are there are news articles that appear here, and more and more LinkedIn is becoming Facebook.
1: Very, very With much so. With a professional
0: slant. If fa- if Facebook has a fun slash family slant, LinkedIn has a like, we've business all got jobs slash now. job slant. Right. <laughs> no, I have not been in a situation where I've had to use LinkedIn to find a job. But I understand that a tremendous number of people are doing that. Tons it, and tons of people are, are using it to find LinkedIn to find jobs.
1: Right. Like if we needed an editor, an audio editor let's say i'm can't you do this way? audio uh, I bet you anything it'll bring up audio editors, and I bet you anything you can choose like
0: well while I scroll through this, Hattie, yeah, um articles show up here here's one trending in Austin, Texas area. the CEO of Microsoft has a unique morning ritual involving his calendar. <laughs> Recommended for you. Move home to move up. Are millennials living with their parents to boost their? It doesn't continue. It doesn't fit. It truncates it. But there is all this kind of thing. People you like are watching. And then it shows a video here. And the video is introduction to graphic design.
1: I'm watching our friend Ryan Ireland make a video about how he creates video courses.
0: Right. And he has submitted this or posted this or placed this. Somewhere. Somewhere, so that LinkedIn finds it, recommends it, and puts it up here. And this leads me very nicely into the Facebook conversation. And then I will buttress that up with the avatar conversation. But before I do, I would like to thank very much Linode, our first sponsor of the day. Hi, Linode. They're a hosting company. They offer high-performance Linux servers, and they're the best servers out there all of 5 by 5 is hosted right there on Linode. And the, the new stuff that I'm working on for Fireside, the entire infrastructure for this hopefully very, very large system, it's all on Linode because they have it all. Lightning quick servers in the cloud, super fast, 40 GPS network, automated backups, node balancers, managed services. They've even got guides, step-by-step instructions for pretty much anything that you would ever want to do. They've got a great control panel. They guarantee 99.9% uptime. They've got 24 by 7 support experts. Everything you need to get the job done right the first time. And now Linode offers 2 gigabytes of RAM for only $10 a month. But it might even be uh, free for your first month. If you go to linode.com slash 5x5 and use the promo code 5x5, you will get a $10 credit. Again, that's Linode, L-I-N-O-D-E, linode.com slash 5x5. That'll support the show. Promo code 5x5 five five gives you $10 credit. Thanks very much, Linode. Now.
1: I was just scrolling through here while you were doing that reading. Yeah. There's a, uh, a very good quit-related short story. Right
0: there. See, we don't need to go any further than LinkedIn.
1: It says... I was in a job interview today when the manager handed me his laptop and, I, and said, I want you to try and sell this to me. So I put it under my arm, walked out of the building, and went home. Eventually, he called my mobile and said, bring it back here right now. I said, $200, and it's yours.
0: Mm. Boom! Boom.
1: Sales. That's right. Thought that would be uh, um, like that. inspiring. Yeah.
0: But you know, like, everyone's on this. That's the funny thing is people are on this, and then people are using it in very different ways. And you never know. The fact is you never know when you might need a connection or when you might need a job or, or whatever it is. You just never know. But let's, let's connect this now.
1: To why you're giving it a chance. To, well, no, to Facebook. <laughs> ah.
0: Facebook is something that I have never taken in a serious way and what i mean by that is i've always uh i've always looked at i've always looked at facebook as being a fun kind of jokey not so serious thing that's like people put their pictures up on there when they're drunk and other people who have a child who had its fifth birthday are going to post a picture of the cake there and but as we've seen in the media very recently, uh, Facebook is a way, and also our friends over at The Verge they were they have started a kind of a Facebook focused project that got something like was it was it three million views or something yeah, on it? Yeah, something I mean, like that. They're they're doing some really amazing video work, but there's video that's happening uh, that is live streaming that's that's showing things we wouldn't have seen anywhere else because people are already on Facebook. Most people, not just not just people at home with their kids during the day or college kids, but most people have a Facebook account. And for a yep. long time, I felt like, I, well, I have Twitter for that. I don't really need to pay any attention to Facebook.
1: You're like, I need one social media and that's it.
0: But more people are using Facebook, for example, to watch videos. than than are using YouTube in some cases. Which
1: is very strange to me. I would never go to Facebook to watch a video, but my dad is on there all the time. And that's where he shares most of his videos with me from. And they're great videos.
0: You know... More videos are watched there than anywhere else. A lot of the time, they'll be YouTube videos, but they're not being watched and viewed on YouTube. They're being viewed within the context of Facebook. So videos is one example. But the connections, I think, that people are making on Facebook are actually maybe more useful to business even than LinkedIn.
1: Right, because In a way. there's not that fake business barrier of like, hello, we're right. being professional. It's like, look, this is me. I'm adding you. We're and, people and, and we're on Facebook. How do you
0: correct me if I'm wrong? But millennials are not into LinkedIn.
1: No, we but were, they're we were, very
0: into Facebook.
1: Well, we were not forced, but we were ma- made to get a LinkedIn when we all were graduating from college in my like design graduating class. Um, it was like one of the things. It was like step-by-step process was first thing, and we literally had a whole day of this. We sat down, and my teacher said, log into your Facebooks. And we're like, oh, okay, cool. I'm already logged in, but okay. Right. <laughs> oh, I'm loading up Facebook. Uh, and so we loaded up, and um, then he said, okay, go through and delete anything you're, that you would not sit down and show a prospective boss and I was like okay so we all went through and we it was called Facebook Cleanout out day and we went through and <laughs> cleaned out like everything mm-hmm. which I thought was really interesting and they say okay now make a LinkedIn account and it was very interesting just like that that was like something that you do as a human being adult in the world when you need a job
0: <laughs> yeah you know I was never I was never a Facebook user at an age where uh, I might have posted something questionable about my extracurricular activities. You know what I mean? I was an adult in the workforce way before Facebook ever came out. And, you know, like people of my generation, people, my age in their thirties, forties and above are just by nature. We are less inclined to share in that way especially in More that public private. way More like private, I yeah. don't think that people in college right now would give two thoughts to saying I went to a cool party last night I was there with my friends I'm going to post pictures from that party and people are going to tag right. me in pictures and the fact that half of them have me with you know holding a red cup and maybe my eyes are uh, a little bloodshot or whatever might be going on people can use their imagination they wouldn't think twice about that they because wouldn't think like twice being
1: about it being at a party with those people anyway. The friends that you would have on Facebook, like, they would already, like, there, if, there was nothing that you were trying to put on right, or hide. Right. It was very open and very free.
0: Now, if I, I am mean, in if, Kite, if, and college if, and stuff. If I'm hiring someone, <laughs> yeah, if I'm, if I'm looking to hire someone, an intern, a full-time person, whatever, uh, and I see a resume and I like their resume enough to think about calling them in for an interview... Of course, I'm going to Google their name and see if they show up on Twitter or well, Facebook or wherever. And of course, I'll go in and uh, see and, if you can see. see their if i pictures. Can find them and see yep. their pictures. Look at them on LinkedIn too, for sure. See all of this stuff and see what else they're doing. You know, and and find out. And it's not being creepy and it's not being weird. But don't think that if it's you're applying, if you're applying Googles. for a job, and uh, and 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 you have a presence online, it will be discovered. Right. And if I uh, if I find that you know like I see some pictures of someone and look oh look you know what they're on the uh, they're they're on a, a they're rafting with their family that's cool and I see a picture of them at uh, at a party and they've got a drink in their hand okay you know none of these things are going to necessarily say oh you know I don't I don't want to hire this person right uh, but if you see that every single one of their pictures, is always them at a party, then you think, okay, they're probably a partier. Now again that doesn't mean right. something bad. I'm not going to say that doesn't mean that during the day they can't work really hard. Right. Of course, you know, it maybe maybe that's how they let loose and relax so that right. they can be more productive during the week. But it tells you it does tell you about a person and these are all the You're kinds of things that you want. Right. These are all the kinds of things that, that your employers are going to want to see. Now if you put it out there and you make it public, then this is something that uh, that that it it might as well be printed out and included with your resume and cover letter when you go to work somewhere that people are going to see and I've told this story before but one time I was applying for a job and this was um, back when Twitter was relatively new and uh, somebody I was applying for and I had a couple phone interviews and I had tweeted something i was watching the simpsons and i had tweeted something that homer had said and it was something i don't remember the details but it was something about laziness uh-huh. and i had tweeted <laughs> it and i had tweeted it in a way that was like this is what's wrong with america people we're all too lazy that kind of oh. thing but um it, the way they interpreted it was that i was um, that that was my own personal, even though I think I had linked to a picture of Homer, you know, this is back before we had embedded right. images and things. And, and
1: people thought everything that you tweeted was something that you were saying.
0: Right. So they asked me like what I meant by that. And I'm like, I don't remember then thinking that or saying that. What do you mean? And I, and then I, they actually like had the tweet and read it back to me. And I said, Oh, I said, you know, I was, and I had to explain what it was to them. Now I think people are much more savvy than that, but the fact is you don't know how people are going to interpret those things that they right. see or interpret those things that they they hear or whatever you you so does that mean though that you should curtail your freedom of expression online? Does that mean you don't want to work for the man and if they don't understand your ways of communicating, dude, then screw them, you don't want to work there anyway. Yeah Maybe that's true. Maybe that's not the kind of place that you would want to work if they're going to be so uptight that they don't understand that once in a while you have a beer after work with your friends. Like that shouldn't be a problem. But uh, I I do think that there is like the exercise that you went through when I I vaguely remember looking at your Facebook and not seeing anything on there that was like, wow – one, That's crazy. I found all that out after you were hired.
1: Right. And that I actually am crazy. Right. Uh no, well the, the the thing that I was always so surprised when people were like, Oh my gosh, my boss found a really incriminating picture of me. I'm like, there has always been a privacy setting on your account. Right. <laughs> like why would you just leave it wide open? Like, I could never understand that. My my account has always been protected. Like, you always had to add me. You couldn't see anything until you were my friend. Like, right. it's really not that hard. It's one button. And yeah. what are you doing it for? But there is like, that
0: whole, there is that concept of sharing. Now, LinkedIn, there's nothing like that. So you can't do anything wrong. Right, you like, know. if
1: you're putting a picture of you, can't even, like, can throwing up, up yeah. at work in your profile picture, right? Maybe not. <laughs> but
0: like, even even if you even if you wanted to, you couldn't do something like that. There, it's all business, and that's why you know I think the I would love to see a chart broken down of the average age of people who are using LinkedIn versus using Facebook. But for younger people and and internet savvy people, I think Facebook is very much a, a LinkedIn in a way for them. I think that you
1: well, LinkedIn almost seems redundant if you are the kind of person that thinks that you can use Facebook any way that you need it to work as as a business connections place, right. as a family place, as right. a friends place.
0: What can and that's the thing. What can't you do? Why with couldn't Facebook? I do
1: LinkedIn, everything on LinkedIn that I do on Facebook? You know, like why couldn't or vice versa? Why why do I need a separate thing for that? Is it because, you know, the boss at Goldman Sachs Doesn't have a Facebook? Like, is that how LinkedIn came to be?
0: Probably. I mean, it was there. It's been there. But so now here's the next little bit of uh, an issue that I want to tie these two things together. And then I've got some more comments about why it's important to be on both. If you are even potentially in the uh, if you think within the next five years, you'll be looking for a job or you might be looking for a job. And that pretty much means everybody. One thing is, and let's talk for a minute about avatars. I haven't gone on an avatar rant for a little while. It's been a while since I talked about the importance of a good avatar, and I w- I'm not going to mention any names. <laughs> I will say it was a he, but I saw an avatar, someone's avatar, and I was looking at their avatar, and I thought to myself, "What a what a handsome handsome person! He's got a great avatar." It's conveys a, a bit of an emotion. Yes. He's not hiding behind his mug of coffee like everyone seems to want to do. And that's the other thing that, that I don't understand is y- you mentioned the privacy setting on your Facebook account. Uh, I, I, re- I totally respect people who keep most things private. Facebook is interesting in that you can share some things and keep other things private uh but
1: right like you can hide certain albums and you can hide certain albums from certain people right you can get real specific you can can. like you can have a whole persona to like your aunt in maine versus like your college roommate (laughs) and i've just i've always found that really interesting that like you can get that specific it's crazy i mean it takes a lot of work but it does you can do that
0: so what you have is you have this ability on Facebook to do that. On you know the other social networks, you might not have quite as much granularity. But right. but I never understand. I understand the point of being totally anonymous. You know what I mean? Of making up a fake name and a fake Twitter handle, right. And posting whatever the crap you want to and say on the there. Egg Who picture? cares? Yeah, keeping the egg picture or uploading <laughs> a picture of. Uh, you know Ralph Wiggum's from The Simpsons, or right. Rodney Dangerfield, or Bill Murray and Groundhog, you know Groundhog Day, or whatever. Like all of that's fine, but what I don't understand is when someone's there and they're using their real name, and they're even geotagging their posts, but then they're using an avatar that's either not of them, like a, a cartoon character, or they're using an even worse. A picture of them with a mug up over in front of their face. So they're holding their they're <laughs> holding their digital SLR camera up in front of their face.
1: To where it's basically, you would, if you were, you know, saying, like, describe that person, you'd be like, well, it was a person with a camera. <laughs> right.
0: All I see is a camera and the part of their hand they had and hands. their chin.
1: They did have hands. You
0: know, like, your parents being from the same generation as, as my parents, they... Uh, like to maintain a certain degree of privacy even though both of your parents are these amazing photographers and they're sharing all their photos out on Instagram they're both uh, relatively anonymous they have my
1: mom even more so yeah she just told me the other day she was like I just want to be a good photographer I don't need to be a good woman photographer I don't need to be a good Mary Cook photographer just these are my photographs that's all and so like her Instagram, you you can't even you tell what gender her. she was. was. Like her. right, exactly. The, the, and she the loves that.
0: Avatar is a photo of something and the name is mysterious and you right? don't know anything about but That's what she wants. She's taking these yeah I don't understand when people kind of go halfway between the two. Like, either <laughs> right. either be yourself and right. use a picture of you. Or
1: completely anonymous.
0: Right. If you're going to take a picture of yourself and post it, I we were looking at one the other week. It was a guy facing the other way. It was it a was picture just the back of, of the of his back head. of his head and his backpack.
1: I mean, like, and, and the view in front of him that. was not as grand as it should have been if he was saying, like, I'm a traveler, you know, but I don't know.
0: I'll tell you why it's so important. To use a picture of yourself. And that picture, by the way, should do two things. But first, let me tell you why the, it's important to do a picture of yourself. If you're not, if you're not totally, either be totally anonymous right. or reveal yourself. <laughs> don't go halfway. And don't be
1: scared of your own face.
0: Don't be scared of your own face. <laughs> the first part of this is if your goal online is to troll people, if your goal online is to make other people feel bad, if your goal online is to communicate issues or about topics that are sensitive, be private. Keep yourself completely yes. private. Don't, you know, be anonymous. It's totally fine to be anonymous. Create right. a fake persona for yourself. Whatever Don't you want to do. Don't impersonate anyone. Don't impersonate. Yes, thank you. Don't impersonate, but be be a a. a, a, a an invisible person, whatever. Yep. Otherwise, if you're out there, be if Hattie Cook is out there being Hattie Cook, then take a picture of yourself and the picture must do two things. Well, right. I forgot to tell you why it's important. If you are out there being yourself, eventually you will meet other people and they, they will be able to identify and remember you. The other day I was looking through a Facebook request. Because I had like a thousand Facebook friends <laughs> yeah. waiting to hear yeah, back. Yeah,
1: helping me. you go through it.
0: <laughs> and I recognize this one guy. And I recognize his picture. And she and, and Hattie's like, oh yeah, you know, we sat next to him at the such and such a thing at the yes. table at X. I'm like, oh right, right. So of course, I I said yes to him. Now, if he had had a picture instead. Of uh, Fry from Futurama, right? You'd be like, I would have been like, I don't know who this person is, and, and how he might and have Just said,
1: because I'm a natural with names and faces and names together, I'm. It was easy for me to go, oh, I know that person's name, and yes, that is his face.
0: So, but I remembered him visually. I just couldn't necessarily remember where he was. Uh, where I had met him. But even so, I was going to approve him because I recognized his face. Right. Now, if I met him, if I had never met him in person, but then I had been tweeting with him back and forth or looking at his stuff on Facebook or whatever, and then met him in person, I'd be like, I recognize you.
1: He looks like his avatar.
0: That can be something as simple as putting someone at ease when you meet them. It could potentially even open a door. I remember, Hattie, the way that you applied for this job was on Twitter. Yep. And I looked at your picture, and I said, <laughs> "She looks like a nice person." Right. It wasn't a picture of your cat. No, because if I would seen a picture of a cat, I would have said, "She's th- this cat is applying for a job. This, this yes, cat isn't that serious bat, about the job."
1: Bat will do a great job.
0: No, if I if I had been a picture of you and your cat, guess what? I might have said to myself, "Oh, she's one of those people, she's a cat lady, who's like really into their a pet and like." How am I supposed to take that seriously? Well, you're too uptight, man, if you get. But you know what? Like, yeah, I'm hiring someone to do an important job. And that
1: was the other thing was I'm applying for a job. I don't need my pet in my picture. My pet can be special and, you know, my best friend in my Facebook profile picture or my Instagram profile picture. But there's no need for them to be in my one on LinkedIn. Like, there's just no reason
0: The other thing that you said, though, and uh, conversely, on Facebook, I was saying, um, how come everyone on Facebook, all their avatars has pictures of them with their wife in it or their husband in it or their boyfriend in it? Or or
1: like their entire sorority. Their entire sorority (laughs) is their image.
0: (laughs) Like you'll see see this picture of a person like, I don't have eight people. I'm like, which one is her? You know,
1: right? Um, and then you've like hover around, like hopefully they've tagged something, like right?
0: You know, now why why would you do that? And you had a wonderful explanation that made perfect sense once you explained it. Do you remember what it was?
1: I'm trying to remember. It was
0: one where you said because Facebook says oh. things about you and it's personal and the right. whole thing. There. Yes,
1: Facebook is it's a personal thing, and so if you are sharing a picture with like you and your husband, then. That's you're showing people what is special to you and what matters to you and or or maybe, like if you have pictures of your two best friends in your in your picture as well, like you're communicating to people like, this is me. This is a window into my life. This is what's special to me. And this is all just profile pictures what I'm talking about. um where on Twitter, it's more focused on right? Facebook you. isn't
0: so much. I, Dan, I am doing right. this thing. This it's, is a
1: window into my life.
0: This is my life and the On people Facebook. in it and right. the places I've gone to and the things that I've seen, whereas Twitter's like, Twitter I am saying me. this.
1: Right? Twitter is me. It's not me and my friends. It's not me and my family. It's not me and, you know, even though sometimes it is <laughs> me and my job. But it it's coming from a more singular place. It's, it's me, it's mine, it's my words. And... Facebook is more of a of a group sense, even though it is your profile, but it's it's more of a connection. I don't know where I'm going with. this. I understand but, what you mean. I'm I trying definitely to understand. understand what you like mean. it's it's not a. I don't know. I'll, I'll think about it. You continue.
0: Well, one of the things that uh, that I think separates. Uh, separates these two... Well, okay, before I get into that, let me finish the avatar thing. I will allow people to have different avatars on Facebook for that reason. Um, I will I will allow that. Okay. But I still prefer and still recommend that it be a picture of you. And here's the two things that yes, your picture you needs to Yes, you have to be
1: in the photo. I'm here's, sorry. <laughs> it should just be of you.
0: Here's why it should just be of you. Even if you love your wife or your child or your dog... Or whatever it is that you're obsessed with.
1: I'm fine with um like a Christmas card photo. No. Being, I'm I still fine want it to be that. a picture
0: of you. And I'll tell you why. Now, John Roderick has a great picture of him. He's wearing a hat. He's holding a duckling. And you can see the <laughs> duckling in his hand. And he's sort of sharing the picture of the duckling. But it looks like he's running with the duckling. In my mind, he's trying to save the duckling. Ah, but saving
1: it from something. it's still
0: mostly a picture of him well, also and it, I'll allow it
1: it is a very much window into John's life
0: yes I can see that but here's why here here's the two things that you must do the first is it must be a recent and accurate picture of you. Number two, unless and I'll explain
1: you're like in your 70s and you did a picture of you from like 19. No, it
0: can't be that. I mean, unless there. And now there's an exception. I'll get to that. That's a great point you brought. But up. But
1: like my grandmother wouldn't on, have I'll, a normal picture I'll of get, her.
0: Well, she should. But I'll, I'll get to you the second. The second reason. The second reason is, uh, it should also be you. Given those first two conditions, it should be you looking your best. It should not be. Uh, it, it, so now going back to the first one. Going back to the first one, an accurate recent picture of you, your grandmother. Here's an example of where that, let's say, do you know, did you ever watch uh, Gilligan's Island? Yes. When you were a, a little, a little kid? Yes. Okay. Um, Bob Denver is the actor who played first mate Gilligan. Yes. Now, uh, Bob Denver passed away, I don't know, 10 Or so years ago. But if you were to look at him when he was in a greatly advanced age, you would say, I don't know who this person is. Right. Who is that old dude? Who's that old dude? But if you looked at Bob Denver during the Gilligan's Island time period, uh, with the Gilligan's hat on, maybe even a black and white photo.
1: Or maybe of him on set. You
0: know, <laughs> that is going to make a lot more sense because you're going to be...
1: That's how you... That's
0: how you think of right. him. So in the one sense, I, I understand and acknowledge that if you have an image of someone and they're a celebrity and, and maybe you don't couldn't quite recognize them in their advanced state of age or something, then yes, I would say yes. Use that photo of you. Uh, but keep in mind that... People will look at this and this is, this is who they're identifying with. So if you're not trying to create a persona for yourself, if you're actually trying to be you, use a recent and up-to-date photograph. And this person we were looking at, this avatar of him was great. It was this great avatar. However, he does not look like that in real life. Right. This is maybe the best he had ever looked. Right. Now, D- Dan, what's wrong with you? Why... Couldn't he use that photo? What's wrong with you? That's the best he ever looked. Well, here's the thing. it It is very misleading.
1: If you're walking on the street and you can't recognize the person on the street, right. then your Twitter avatar you might as well tooled. be. You know, yeah.
0: I, I have to say <laughs> I looked uh, pretty good when I was graduating high school. I was uh, I, I was you know, I had my little graduation cap on. I had a sort of uh, late 80s kind of frizzy Hair thing going on, I was handsome, and that was me. But if I put that as my avatar picture, oh, it's cute. He's using a picture of him when he's young. But no one's going to know what I look like. And when I meet them, th- what they might say is, "Wow, dude, you don't look anything like your avatar. You're way old, or whatever."
1: Right. And then they're then they're like, "Oh, you must not like being older, or right? Something. Like, what's and, wrong yeah. with you?" Um, I will say one thing about Facebook is I probably change my Facebook picture every. Probably once a month, probably more, um, because the great thing about Facebook was because you were uploading so many pictures and you're always getting tagged and everything. You had all these plethora of photos to choose from. Right. And I feel like now, like oh my god, the pictures. But it's of, all.
0: But it's always was you. Yes. It's always you. Yeah, it always I showed you. Your, I
1: showed you my list of profile pictures the other day. Going back like to all,
0: the beginning of time, all
1: my face. Yeah. There were a few in there that ha- that were some exceptions, but they were artsy exceptions, uh-huh. you know, where it's like hair in the wind or whatever. <laughs> um, But, you know, like it was – and I probably didn't keep those up for very long.
0: But, but yeah, no, and, and, and they were all – it was all clearly you. And the thing about this and the reason that I harp on this and that I think is so important is, you know, like for example, I have right now a beautiful, luxurious <laughs> – beard right and so i have updated my avatar once i grew in the beard and decided i was sticking with it for a while
1: you took a picture and then it filled out more and you're like i need another one
0: right we were at (laughs) uh we were at the um the houndstooth after lunch grabbing a coffee and they have these really nice wood paneling cedar plank walls on the on the outside of the houndstooth and I said, "Take take my picture." And I handed you my phone, and you took me. You took a few pictures. The light
1: was very nice too, because it was a little bit overcast, mm. but the light was really nice, yeah. so there were no harsh shadows.
0: So you yeah. took you took my picture, and it became my avatar. And I said, "You know wh- why I want to use this? Because this is what I look like now." And the picture that I was using was from maybe a year before. It was at South by Southwest. We had just met with the Squarespace folks. And, uh, and we were walking away from our meeting with little Ryan, I think. And yep. then, uh, and then you took my picture against a brick wall right there while we were like waiting where we Was were waiting still, for them right. or something.
1: Was it a still a great picture? Yes. yes. And do
0: I still look like that if I didn't have a beard? Yes. But you know what? If you weren't, were not meeting me.
1: Except for the glasses.
0: Oh, the glasses are still so similar. They're very similar. That's true. Uh, but even that would be reason enough to do it. But I thought, you know what? If someone were to meet me now or want to meet me now and we're communicating over Twitter, that's not what I look like. Like I don't look like that anymore. Right. If I shaved the beard, would I take a new picture? Maybe. Would I use the old one? Maybe. But I think it's important because if you're really putting yourself out there, you want to be honest about it. You want to put honesty and straightforward communication. And if you're going to say something on Twitter or Facebook or wherever that you think is questionable and you don't want it to be connected to you, that's what fake accounts are for. Not impersonating accounts, but just a a persona that you use. A private account. A private account, whatever. Speaking of Squarespace… Thank you, Squarespace. They're sponsoring this show. After all these what? years, they're still sponsors. Hi, little Ryan. Little Ryan left the company. That he'd been there forever.
1: Bye, Little
0: Ryan. So who's a who's the nice person that's gonna be listening to this? Mimi. Mimi? That's my mom. My mom listen, is listening to that's this That's my aunt's name. Wait a minute. The, the the woman at Squarespace listening to this spot right now is named Mimi. Yes. My mom is named Mimi and your aunt isn't uh-huh. Mimi. Is your are your aunt and my mom the same person? Maybe. That's weird. That would be weird. We are related in that way? Yes. I did not know that.
1: And we're related in that way and she and works at we're,
0: Squarespace. And, we're, and she said we are all, this it's is one this woman. This one
1: person. I know. Well, Mom,
0: I love you and I miss you and I want to see you soon. And thanks for <laughs> listening to this. I know you'll be happy with this spot, Mom, because you always were very nice to me. Uh, but here's I want to tell you about Squarespace. Sites look professionally designed regardless of their skill. Go to BaconMethod.com. Just go to it. That site is a site that I made on Squarespace because it's super simple to make. It took me like five minutes to make this site. and The site's beautiful. And it's one of those elegant, simple, straightforward, single page kind of designs. And it took no time for me to make it. Upload the logo. You can even make a logo on Squarespace. You can sell stuff on Squarespace. They got e-commerce and everything. They'll figure out your shipping costs. They'll do everything. They give you a free domain if you sign up for a year. It's incredibly easy to use. Look at it on your phone. Look at it on your iPad. Look at it on your Mac. Doesn't matter. It looks great everywhere you go. Now go to MerlinM.com. Are you going to Merlin, M- Merlin, M-E-R-L-I-N, M.com? That's Merlin Mann's website, also on Squarespace. Looks nothing like Bacon Method. You wouldn't even yep. know. you have no the, idea. No idea. But it's all Squarespace. When he logs in, when I log in, the interface is exactly the same. The way you interact with the site is exactly the same. But you can generate these sites that are completely different. Think about this. Are you ever sitting there saying, well, I already got a website? The next time you got to make a client website, refer them to it because it'll be genius, especially if you have to help with updating it or or making it look nice. Your parents say, you know what? We want to post our trip pictures. We want to do a thing. Oh, you're about to get married? Use this site. You have an iOS app and you want to not waste your time building a website because you're much better at iOS? Then just go and make your iOS app and use Squarespace. Let them make the amazing site for you. Anything you want to do. Start your free trial today. Squarespace.com slash Quit. Quit squarespace.com slash quit if you like this show and you want it to keep going please consider visiting squarespace.com slash quit they'll know that you're paying attention when you sign up use the code quit and you'll get 10% off your first purchase thank you very much to our friends over at Squarespace now Hattie has a little poem that she has prepared
1: yes let me open it opening link this is a poem and I, I don't know how to pronounce this man's last name. Okay. Coke.
0: I don't care. Just do okay. read the poem.
1: Uh, it says, you want a social life with friends. You want a social life with friends, a passionate love life, and as well to work hard every day. What's true is of those three, you may have two and two can pay you dividends, but never may have three. There isn't time enough, my friends, though dawn begins, yet midnight ends, to find the time to have love, work, and friends. Michelangelo had feeling for Vittoria and the ceiling, but he did go to parties, but did he go to parties at day's end? Homer nightly went to banquets, woke all day, but had no lockets, bright with pictures of his girl. I know one who loves and parties, and has done so since his 30s, but writes hardly anything at all. Kenneth... Coke. Cook, co- co- cook, cook, pronounce Cook.
0: Kenneth, Hattie, Cook.
1: Yeah, spelled very differently.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's a, it's an interesting poem, but what it's really saying is basically of these three things, you gotta choose, you gotta two. choose two. You know,
1: love, social life, friends, or love.
0: Right, and you know there is a huge aspect of truth to this, which is. It's like when you're, uh, you know, you used to hear people, especially in the design world, saying uh, you can have it uh, cheap or you can have it fast, but not both. You know, that's the old, the, right, the old right. thing. And I think there is an aspect of that to hear, to this, too, which is, you know, if if you are spending your time being social, and this will lead up to the, the next topic that Hattie has prepared for the show. I
1: have it right here.
0: Uh you know is can can they talk about work life balance and things like that is there such a thing as a work life balance is it possible to have a work life balance what does that even really mean and i guess one or two episodes ago we were having a conversation about sort of the the new companies that are encouraging you to uh, to stay there and work longer hours and but
1: take more breaks during the day but stay there and break, right so like, what what, what what were you thinking here? about this honey well um you and I were talking and I think you brought up a really good point you said I think that the reason that they create like a family environment at the place where it's like you know your your company is your family and stay here throughout the day and take as many breaks it's cool like just, you know, when we w- w- go on trips, it's we're a family and all this. I think the, the and you, you said the reason that you think that they do this is to get people to care that if they were just there and it was just a regular corporate stooge job, what's their motivation to care about the job? What is their motivation to care if they turn something in late? What is their motivation to care if they mess something up, right. or you know, so you don't want to let your family down. You don't want to let your friends down. Right. You, you don't have want to let s- your team down.
0: Yeah. The sense of responsibility that you feel or felt toward family members is been now transitioned extended. and extended. Yeah. Over to this now familial kind of group that you have at work that these aren't colleagues these aren't people you work with these are your friends
1: and people you work with oh eh, well eh, i turn in late or he's mad at me but eh, it's fine he's just i just work with him we're not friends right and, so I think it keeps morale up. I think it keeps people kinder to each other. I yes. think it keeps it ha- keeps people caring. Um, but I think it removes the fear that you and I were talking about a long time ago.
0: You know, people, when they are, when they see work as, like, I think this is the last episode we were saying this. When they see work as, like, the means for them to have the social life that they have the 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 way they pay their bills, you have a very different attitude than if you're doing what Hattie was describing there, which is very much, this is like my place. This is where I belong. These are my friends. I
1: feel needed and right. I feel loved. I'm not just doing this job because I have to.
0: Right. And the, the, it also, what it does though, is it obliterates any kind of sense of professional relationship and right. here's the interesting part about all this the more formal professional kind of relationship that has been in place for really all of at least american history of uh, of running businesses the reason it was there was because businesses would grow and they would become um Large enough that you would have to fire people and lay people off and find new people and expand right. and transition people and move people and all the crap that we think of as awful about business and stoogey. and and stoogy <laughs> about business and you have the you have the this kind of situation that you're in like we're we need to uh, you know I was just told to cut our our department's budget by. 350k a year. That means we're going to need to let go of two people or five people or Didn't whatever. Did they talk
1: about this on the office? I don't
0: when remember. When they were worried that, I, that they were, people familiar. were going to.
1: Yeah, I don't remember.
0: But, you know, if I have, to, if, if I've just been told by my, you know, director, my boss, to cut our budget and that means, you know, let people go. Well, if I was just barbecue having a barbecue as they say and don't get me started on barbecue because it's it it, it, i'll have to go into a cookout if they had a, if if i just had a cookout with my five best friends who also happen to be employees who also happen to be my direct reports right and now i've got to fire two of them it's very different then if these are people that you see from nine to five at work in an office and when they knock on the door, they say, hey, Dan, can it's I a have business a business
1: transaction? Right. You do work for me. Right. I pay you.
0: Right. And you know what? We need to lay some people off. I'm very sorry. This is not a social um, decision. The two, the two of right. you here are the least senior on the team. And this unfortunately, is purely business. this is I must let you go. I'm sorry. That's much easier yeah. If you weren't just hanging out at the grill and at the pool and, and going you know that, on a, a that, trip together. That Bill's
1: wife just got laid off and so you know that they're a little tight on money, so you you hate that you have to let him go and it makes you feel worse. You know, like all of that stuff that comes along. It just with goes
0: it. away. It's gone. You don't have to you don't have to worry about yes, that because that does make it's business.
1: A soulless Company, it but... does, but that's
0: a big <laughs> part of why companies work that way. Yeah. I've seen very small companies run that way. I've seen very small. And, and so what you sometimes would see in these smaller companies is you would have a boss who, even though there's only four people in the whole company, including the boss, uh-huh. that they maintain this kind of distance. And Just the reason a little that separation. They, yeah, the reason that they maintain that separation or that distance is because they have learned if I open that door a little too wide, then we go from being boss and employee to friends how
1: do you enforce anything
0: right how do you enforce anything and uh i'm not saying that that's bad but like we we know somebody in common and uh they work for a company uh who th- they're always together and um and and they do everything together and they hang out with each other after work and they go on these trips together um, you know, and they're always together. They're always hanging out the whole company, however many people it is, 20 people. I yeah. don't know. And that's great because they all feel like that, that. It becomes their social network. It becomes their, their complete friend network when they meet a new friend or they get hooked. You know, they, they hook up with the new spouse or something that they bring that person into yep. the fold of, of the job. But why right, that going... person
1: like joins the family,
0: and that's wonderful when times are good, Hattie
1: well, also, I think for uh creative jobs, I think that's very helpful because you when you're like brainstorming and things you you tend to click more if you're if you've been hanging out longer, your brains are in the same wavelength in a way, but I also think that can hinder it because you want different ideas from different areas of and walks of life too, so.
0: And I I think that's great. But the problem is when times aren't awesome, when things aren't going good, when it is time to cut things back, what do you do? Well, the response they would say is, we're totally transparent here at this company. Everybody knows how things are going. And if they're not going good, no one's going to get surprised like they would in a corporate stooge world. They're going to be brought in the room anyway. They know because we have a, a meeting, you know, once a day or once a week or whatever it is where we talk about all this stuff. And if I'm starting to get nervous that we're not signing up new clients, they're going to know because. Where they're, they're involved in that and I'm going to share it with them and they're going to be working to bring in new clients too and blah, blah, blah. And yes, you know, all of that is true. The fact is, if that's the way you're running the company, you must do that. You must be open. You must be transparent. Uh, Hattie, for example, you know, every single sale that we make, you're making most, if not all the sales, you're booking everything for all of this. (laughs) You know exactly what's going on. You know what our financial picture is like. And if things got tough and it looked like I was going to need to start firing people. You would know well in advance of that because if you <laughs> yeah. have a small company, then
1: I'd probably be the one to tell you. Be you be to be me. like, Dan, this we uh, right. this month was not great. Right. You would you would be <laughs> the one
0: telling me, and I would you know, and I would talk about it with you. But that's <laughs> right. you know, that's a very different situation than you find in the highly corporate world where things are just you just show up at work one day and you get a pink slip and you had no idea it was coming. Right. And so it, it, you can't again, you can't have it both ways. You either need to uh, oh, you need to have that kind of transparency with your employees. If they're going to be your friends, then you need to open the the, the door and you need to show just them what's like, in that bank account. right? You know, you need to, to let them it's know. It's all or nothing. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> you can't, you can't have the, the closed door if you're going to do it or, or you just can't be friends. So there you go. Now I want to get to these emails. Oh yes. We've got a few of them here. If you would like to email us, have your letter privately or publicly read by Hattie and I, you can do that by going to 5by5.tv contact. That's the place to go. Click on quit and we will get an email that'll have a special subject line that'll let me know to pay close attention to what you've written. Not just hit delete like I do with all the other emails. <laughs> so go there, 5by5.tv contact. But before I read these lovely emails... I would like to tell you about Wealthfront, an automated investment service with nearly $3 billion in client assets under management. What they do is they make it easy for anyone to get access to a sophisticated, diversified, long-term investment portfolio without the high fees and account minimums of traditional wealth managers. So normally, traditionally, and even still, you would need like a million bucks. I remember when I went to my first financial advisor and my wife and I had saved some money and we're like, oh man, you know, like we need to invest this wisely. What are we going to do? So we went to an investment manager and, you know, they start talking to us about like, well, you know, what are your goals? What are you th-? And they're like, okay, well, like, what are your investments so far? And like, we had a four a couple 401ks in a savings account. We showed it to her and she's like... What you should do is you should go make an online account on one of those services and like pick a couple index funds and, and, and come back to me when you've got about seven figures. And I had to be like, one, two, three, four, I'm like no, a million calm, bucks. Calm, yeah. I, don't, I don't have a million bucks, <laughs> but that's what most of these folks would do. And in order to get access to their kind of wisdom, you would need to have a ton of money and you'd need to pay at least 1% per year. That's a lot of money. Wealthfront is different, and for listeners of this show, they're even more different. If you go to Wealthfront.com slash 5 by first of all, they'll manage your first 15K entirely free of charge for life if you use that URL, but you will never pay commissions, you will never pay hidden fees, and you won't pay any management fees at all forever on that 15K that you're investing. But they're different because if you do invest more than that 15k with them and you can start with just a few hundred bucks, even if you do it's their management fee is only 0.25 percent per year. That's very, very, very low compared to the rest of the industry. And what they do is they take rigorous investment research, combining that with modern technology, and they cut out the middlemen. What could be better? Go check it out wellfront.com/5by5. It's a place to go to get your first 15K managed for free. Thank you, Wealthfront. Thanks, Wealthfront. All right, let me uh, get to some of these emails. You know that? That's what we call, Hattie. Paper. Call it a fat stack. Oh. Yeah, with a PH. Now, I'm perusing this email just to make sure I don't make any mistakes here. Here's the thing. If uh, if you don't want me to use your name,
1: <laughs> right? Put it at the top.
0: <laughs> first line should be, "Do not use my name on the air." Or if you're going to use my name on the air, call me, you know, Doctor X or something. Right.
1: Come up with a really cool name so that you'll know that it's you. I mean, we'll read your email, so you'll know it's you. But hi, still. Dan and Hattie. Don't your, use my name.
0: <laughs> your call for emails in episode ninety five reminded me that I should get in touch and give you an update on my progress. Since my email in October about wanting to take a career break, which you kindly read and discussed on the show. Ah. This is James. I'm very pleased to report that I followed through with my plan and quit on the first day back after Christmas and New Year break and left at the end of February. Do you say February or February?
1: February. 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 February.
0: <laughs> I have just completed my fourth month working as a cycle courier in London. Oh, yes. Remember I this? I remember this. With two months left to go in the plan, after which I hope to return to web development in a freelance or permanent role. Can you can you remind us what James was doing?
1: Okay, if I remember correctly, he was at a job, corporate suits job, said, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to be a messenger in the meantime, and I'm going to just basically take some time off, do this messenger thing, and isn't that what it was? Yeah,
0: bike messenger. Like a courier. Yeah, a bike, you know, you give him a package and he flies Those through downtown London. are huge in London. What, packages? No, couriers. Oh.
1: They even have personal cur- couriers. So, like, if you left your keys here and you were downtown, you just have, like, and if I, I would bring them down to the courier and the courier would take them to, your, to where you are downtown. It's really no. cool. I love that.
0: I can't speak highly enough about what this break has done for my physical and mental health. I'm cycling for nine or 10 hours per day for five days per week. I lost 16 pounds in my first month and have lost another eight oh my gosh! And while the job has its own stresses, they are very much temporary and small scale. And I've been left with a lot of mental space to think about my life and future free from the shackles of corporate politics, frustrations with clients and so on. I know that I entered this with the great privilege of having a cushion of savings to support my diminished income, and I know that working in tech means a lot of available jobs in my area, but I would really recommend a break like this to anyone who can justify it. It's been just what I needed, and I think it will return me to the workforce as a healthier, happier, and more enriched person. I'll update you again in a few months when I have hopefully completed the transition back into a more stable and remunerative job, but it's looking good so far. Thanks again for your advice and all the great shows. (laughs) James. This is such a fun story because I...
1: I think more people need to do this if they have their cushion.
0: You need the cushion.
1: Like if you're like, you know what? I've been working like, you know, 60 hours a week or something like that or 70 hours a week. And I'm in my 20s and I don't have any kids. You know what? I'm going to stop for a bit and like work at a coffee shop because I've saved up, you know, eight figures no, not eight figures. Wow! <laughs> I wish it was eight figures. I
0: just got I eighteen million dollars <laughs> in the bank, gonna, so I'm gonna work I at a thinking, coffee shop. Yeah, you are. Uh,
1: I was thinking like five.
0: <laughs> you know, but that's but Low that's five. The, that's the thing is that you know a lot of the time when people uh, either if they get laid off, if the company they work for closes, or if something happens, they feel like they need to quit. Right then the initial response is, oh crap, I got to get back to, you know, right. Get I got to get right it, back quick. into it. Right. And use it as a break. Obviously, if you can afford to do it.
1: Yes. Only if you can afford I'm not saying like uh, you've but got, we've
0: told them for years right. now for 96 episodes. We've told people that they need to have at any moment, three months expenses. Fully paid. Ideally three months salary, which is usually should be more than your expenses. Uh, Two months salary, maybe three months expenses in the bank that they do not need to worry about. So that if you had, no, as of right now, it's Friday, it's like five, six o'clock on Friday right now as I record this. If all of a sudden someone said, Hattie, you have no job. Dan, you have no source of income. Could you last three months? And that's, that's the question. I know the answer for you is yes, Hetty. I know the answer is yes. And that's the thing because it has to be yes. And because if something happened. Stop buying
1: clothes, yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> if something happened and you never know what's going to happen, this provides you with the cushion. Now, James did more than that. James saved up money for a while so that he knew that if he went down from making, you know, hundred uh Pound, uh, thou, uh, ten thousand pounds a day, or whatever you make over there, live in London. <laughs> their is worth pennies now. No,
1: uh, well, now yes,
0: one pound used to be worth like one and a half U.S. dollars. Now one pound is worth like you couldn't buy it's basically a like stick a stick of bubble gum with yeah. a pound. Yeah, it's basically pesos. Pesos are worth more than I saw a funny pounds joke. Pounds now.
1: I found a uh, found a funny joke that was uh, you know the rapper Fifty Cent. Sure. Said, or as we now call them, (laughs) 10,000,
0: right? Or whatever, yeah. But uh, anyway, if you're you know, if you're in the UK, you've got to save up those pounds. And what he did is he saved up enough so that he knew if his salary was going to get cut in half or down to a quarter, that that was all right, that he was doing this intentionally. And right. he was doing it for a reason. And in a way, it wasn't, it was like he was taking time off. He was doing something that he wanted to On enjoy. On his terms. On his terms, Hattie. Exactly. Which I
1: think also makes it much more relaxing than, you're fired. Oh, great. Now I have no job. That's probably not very relaxing. No. But if you plan it, it, it can be.
0: <laughs> yes. But the thing to keep in mind, the thing to think about is sometimes if you're laid off, if you're let go, if you have to quit, That this is an opportunity to not immediately go to a new job if you can afford it. If you can afford to take some time off.
1: Right. Are you feeling burnt out? Are you feeling frazzled?
0: Because that burnt out feeling isn't going to go away when you started the new job. It's just
1: going to continue to get worse. (laughs)
0: Let's do another uh, read here. Jim. Hi, Dan. Great show. I've been a listener since the first couple of shows. The short of it is I got laid off the day before yesterday. It was a surprise to me. See?
1: Surprise. Is exactly
0: what I'm talking about. Fortunately, I was given, and listen to this, talk about fortunate. I was given three months of severance.
1: What? That's wonderful.
0: But right now, I was the sole income in our household. I'm married with a kid. The good part of this event is that the job was not a good fit and the role was getting worse since I took it. I've wanted to build a new career for years after listening to Early Back to Work and Mixergy. All of it started me down the path of doing something I could be in control of and be my own boss. I'm skilled at web development, video, and online marketing, and I have a few properties and products that I haven't had uh, that I haven't before had the time to take advantage of fully. I'm not worried about finding a new job and I'd rather not, uh, I'd rather spend this time not interviewing for another filler job, but rather maximizing the time I have to start building something that I could then more easily leverage. If I do end up having to get another full-time job, my question for you is given the constraint of three months, very little budget uh, other than what I have now or can learn. If you were me, where would you focus your time and energy to lay some groundwork? Thanks and have a great day. So he's got three months Okay. Very little budget other than what he already has or can learn. It is so tough if you're starting out with freelance to get your name out there and get the word out there. And this is where we come full circle back to LinkedIn and full circle back to avatars and where we come full circle, even back to Facebook. And that is what you do is you, you, if, if you think, and he says it took him by surprise. But if you have a great network of friends on Twitter, on LinkedIn, on Facebook, you can you can lean on those friends when you need them at a moment's notice. If all you see of a those, sudden,
1: yeah, go ahead. Oh, you see those tweets from people that's like, anybody need a great UX designer? I'm available. Like just you know got some more free if time. If you're out there giving <laughs> people retweet it.
0: If you're giving and giving and giving like Sean West always says to do you know you're you're providing people with something whether it's a funny little tweet every day whether it's a Facebook post whether it's a free video about the thing that you know or that you're learning or that you're interested in an article that you put on Medium whatever it is wherever you're contributing this stuff if you're out there or if you're making those connections on LinkedIn to people who you know or who you want to know or who are influential in a space that you're trying to get into, if you're attending those Ruby on Rails meetups once a month when they happen, if you're going to the local startup thing and you're there or the JavaScript meetup or the Linux user group or whatever the thing is that you're doing, if you go to those things and just show up and be there and meet people and hang out when you don't need, I'm doing air quotes, when you don't need it, Then when you do need it, you'll already be there. You won't be the person that shows up and is like, yeah, I've never been one of these before, but I need a job now, so hire me. I'm here looking for a job. You know about any jobs? Very different from... Oh, didn't you speak last week on you know on Node.js? wasn't right. it? Weren't you the Node.js guy who gave the talk, or weren't you the woman who came in and talked about like scaling Mongo? And you know, oh right, right, like that was you. Cool. I really liked your talk. Oh, oh, you're looking for something. You know what? We actually need someone to come in and help us right. out with this thing.
1: Or I know a friend who's looking for somebody that needs to, that needs work done in this area. You like, can't
0: just be involved when it's convenient for you. You right. got to be in, involved in the whole time. So without knowing what uh, Jim is involved in or what Jim has been doing or has done, it's tough for me to say what, what you have in, in that regard. I didn't hear you mention it. But what, what I want you to be able to say, and I'll, I'll end on this note, what I want people who are listening to be able to say, my advice to Jim is, leverage the things that you have what are you involved in what can you do call up every single human that you know working in the technology industry and say i've left the place that i was at and i'm trying to start my own thing is there anything i can do to help you in the following areas and list kind of like all of the things that you're willing to do whether it's cleaning up someone's bad html to helping someone get set up with squarespace to building a brand new ruby on rails site whatever the thing is that you're doing don't admit that you know python anything else besides python i'm gonna
1: learn python just to spite you how
0: dare you and go and 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 put this out there to everyone Make a post about it, mention it on Twitter that you're looking, update your resume, update Update your LinkedIn LinkedIn. profile, update all of this stuff, reach out to everybody and let them know that you're seeking something. And something will come from that if you have enough of a network. It's not too late to start going to those meetings, but go to every single meeting. You've got nothing else to do now. Right. <laughs> if the, if there's a Ruby on count. Rails group and you know Rails go to that if there's a JavaScript whatever the thing is in the technology space that you know about start going to those meetups yep. start going to those things in the meantime you know what I will give you permission to spend whatever it costs to go get um you know, like uh like a plural site or a Linda or whatever account right, and start learning yes. everything. Every day watch a video, you know what I mean? Every day read a book. Every day read articles online. Start building stuff in all of your spare time. You don't want to find a job, that's fine. Don't start finding a job. But when you get down to that second month and you've only got one month left of money before you're out, stop screwing around and start interviewing immediately. You've only got a month. I would actually think it would be good idea for you to start interviewing right now. And uh, your wife might say to you, as mine said to me when I was uh, trying to start my own thing, why are you doing interviews if you want to build your own thing? Why do you want to do it? You've got to commit. If you're not really fully committed, then what are you looking at these other jobs for? Why are you interviewing with other jobs? I'll tell you why because it will show you how much that racket sucks and it will inspire you that there's nothing else good out there for you to do, except do this thing that you really want to do. And you know what? If you go to that job interview and you're like, holy crap, that was cool. I liked those people. I want to work there. Maybe, maybe I would rather work there than do my own thing. Then you may have just found yourself the perfect job.
1: Interesting quote that I just heard the other day. Uh, the minute you ha- you admit you have a backup plan, you have admitted you're not going to succeed.
0: Right, I saw that too. I don't know if I agree with that. we'll Put that down for next week's show, Addy. Because okay, we're 70 some plan. minutes already on this one. We got to oh stop. Oh my gosh. But having a backup plan, I've got a lot to say about that. I don't know if I agree about that or not. People always say like, failure is not an option. If, right, you've if you consider right. failure. Okay, but this is the real world. And sometimes things don't work, no matter how hard. Well, Especially I, when
1: you have a family, you have to have a back and If play. I
0: allow the concept of failure into my brain, I will not be able to succeed. I will have already admitted defeat, and therefore I will have already failed.
1: I think what they're thinking of is more like...
0: No retreat, oh, no surrender. If Wolverines! If
1: I don't do this, or if I do this and it doesn't work out, it's okay. Because I, I have this other thing that I might try.
0: Yeah. yeah and Donald Trump might quit if he gets elected. Anyway, that's all we got for you this week. You can follow Hattie on Twitter at Hattie Bird, H A D D I E Bird.
1: Check me out on Instagram. What do you Hattie- want on Hattie- Facebook?
0: Hattie- you want new Facebook followers or um, friends or
1: whatever? I'm trying to think. Yeah, sure. Hattie Bird. Uh do I have I'm like at
0: that? Dan Benjamin on Twitter. I am Dan Benjamin on Facebook. Friend me and I'll friend you back. And on LinkedIn, I'm Dan <laughs> Benjamin GMA- too. Back.
1: What's my URL? I don't know. I am slash Hattiebird.
0: Slash Hattie Bird. I'm probably
1: private, but there's a fifty-fifty chance I'll add you. <laughs>
0: yeah. Only if your avatar is really you.
1: Only if it's of your face, and right. your it's unobstructed. If there's, a, if there's an avatar, <laughs> no, of you
0: hiding behind your coffee mug with your camera in front of and your face. And if you have a cat in your picture, your I will one hundred percent add you. That's the thing. I think if we were doing Cats custom art things. for this for this episode, because now we can, I've added custom art to the CMS. If we were doing custom art for this show, it would be a picture of a of a, of a dude with a giant camera. And a mug and a cat all obscuring well, his you saw, face.
1: You saw my my avatar on my...
0: Yeah, you know what? We should <laughs> we should use that for your... Let's use that for okay. the show art. All right. So go check out our custom short if you haven't already seen it. And uh, 5x5.tv slash quit slash 97. See y'all again next week. Thanks for listening.